And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, here today, your host for today's episode of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, entrepreneurship, Kansas City. Uh, super excited about today's guest. Uh, before I make that introduction, let's give a shout out to today's sponsor for our episode here on Startup Hustle, Chat Desk. Does your business receive a high volume of phone calls? You can deflect over 10% of your calls to Facebook Messenger and save up to 80% on your support costs. For Startup Hustle listeners only, ChatDesk is offering their call deflection service for free throughout the holiday season. Learn more at chatdesk.com, um, or you can take a look at our show notes. Today's episode is about the exponential value of great customer service, and I'm super excited to talk to our, our guests today about that, whether it's Amazon, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's Facebook, whether it's social media, whether it's brick and mortar. Um, I think the level and the bar is being raised on, on what is required and what people expect. Um, and we're getting back to some of that old fashioned, just great customer service that brings people in and keeps people. Um, Yoni Johnson, welcome to the show. I was going to, so I was going to get in there right with your company name and I just had a brain freeze, but I believe you're here with Clairvaux. Yes. Clairvaux. Okay. Mm -hmm. A little French maybe. Yes, all um, French uh, saint, all my kids are named after saints. And so when I was coming up with a concept, I wanted something French with a unique spelling and I was like racking my brain for it. And then I remembered my only daughter's middle name is Clairvaux and I was like, that's perfect. I love it. It's yeah. a tie to family. Um, it's a tie to what you've been doing um, in your career, which I think yeah. is awesome. I'm French Canadian, so I, I can it. claim a little bit of that. <laughs> I'm a dual citizen here. Um, but actually you're, you're with me here. You're a Kansas city local. I have a lot of people, a lot of guests on the show. I've been, I've been interviewing people in Israel, um, around the globe talking e-commerce, but I'm super excited to be back with someone, um, in my hometown. Yeah. And, uh, we were talking about what is Clairvaux, but before we get into that, I would love to just kind of get a little bit back into your story. We shared a little bit at the beginning, but, um, you're a new entrepreneur in that you have, you know, this business is relatively new. We've started it even during the pandemic. Let's go back before then um, to your either your love for passion or, or business. Um, how did you get into this and, and where did it start? Yeah, let's see. Um, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. And during college, I always grew up love, you know, fashion. My it was like my mom and I is like Sunday afternoon while the guys were watching football, we would just always go out and, you know, walk the mall. And it was like the height of the nineties. So it was like the mall was like where, where it was at. Right. <laughs> you have these like United colors of Benetton and these, you know, new, um, stores. And it was just inspiring to go through. And I think that kind of always stuck with me and was always helping girlfriends get ready for things and just really enjoyed that, like interaction between people with can fashion. I stop, can I stop yeah. right there? Because 
I'm super passionate. I know it's not all males if we're generalizing, but um, I grew up with sisters and a mom. I grew up in Africa until I was 16 and lived in Moscow and been to Paris and things like that. Yeah. On the on the more poor missionary side of things of travel, okay, but um, was exposed to all kinds of beautiful colors and fashion at a young age. And for me, um, it was my kind of one way being here in KC of just being a little bit different. Um, and, and representing some of those places and, and not being just like kind of cookie cutter. So for me, fashion was like just true expression. Um, you know, even at a young age as a guy, it was just something that that. I think even here in KC, it's rare. So, um, can really relate to that. And the malls were much better than let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of, it's sad to see what they've become, but, you know, back in the day, it was definitely kind of a great connection point to my mom and kind of the, my love for fashion and the, you know, kind of beginning stages. Um, I work for Abercrombie and Fitch in college and it was like, right. You know, when Abercrombie was like changing over from like red plaid carpet to like the canoe stores and their corporate offices are in Columbus, Ohio. And so I was recruited to be a part of their, um, store opening teams. And so during the summer I would work, you know, like 80 hours in a week and just, you know, open stores train, but it really instilled, I think a lot of this experiential retail where you come in and it has a distinct smell. There's, you know, attractive people. Let's be honest. I remember that it was like, I want to go look there. There's attractive people working. (laughs) You know, but we were there till four o'clock in the morning, folding stacks of T-shirts and lining up the stickers perfectly. You know, like they were very big into the details. And that really I knew I didn't want to stick with, you know, working in a mall necessarily the rest of my life. But I didn't know what was out there in the fashion industry. I wasn't, you know, sewing. It wasn't like I was a pattern maker. Um, So looking back, I was a little sheltered, you know, growing up in the Midwest because I didn't have those big New York Parisian experiences. I just love the way that fashion ties people together and I love the interaction. Um, So I ended up moving out to Kansas City to do nonprofit. And while I was here, I went into a new startup specialty store that had just opened. This was 2003. Okay. And contemporary brands were really just launching um, in the fashion industry, you know, you had your big, like main nineties, you know, catwalk brands, but then these kind of more contemporary designers were really just beginning. And this young couple had never really worked retail. They came from Ritz Carlton. They had this big service, you know, based experience and bringing it to cool products. And so they were like, Oh my God, you've worked retail. You're hired, you know? So I came on and I was with them for 15 years and really got my feet wet, got my eyes brought into a lot of different experiences, buying in New York and LA and really taking like the experience working with women in a a fitting room and then going to see what the designers are showing. And then really being able to say, okay, this piece is perfect for this particular client. Let's, you know, make sure we get this size and really kind of developing this like very one-on-one client-driven retail experience and that was that's kind of what brought me to Clairvaux and opening my own store and having my own unique point of view on collections and buying from all over the world to serve the women in this beautiful town 
I love it. Uh, when we need you, number one, um, you know, I, hear that a lot. <laughs> I, I pretty much support, support anyone, even if I'm not into their fashion, let's say, but anyone that's promoting, um, you know, the growth of fashion in Kansas city, it's just something yeah. that we need it's for art. inclusion, for diversity, yeah. for art, for all of it. Yeah. Um, the blending of it. And, and when you travel, you know, you can go to Orange County and you see everyone looking the same. You can come to Kansas City and see everyone in flannel and beards. You yeah. can, you know, there's different parts of the country you can go and kind of see even like that place's fashion. Um, but you're talking about the community that comes with fashion or that interaction. And and I kind of just like my eyes lit up a little bit because um, a lot of times, you know, you can say like, well, I'm not even I'm not even wearing this for girls, let's say, to get right. to get female attention or anything like that. It's just as much for the dudes uh or myself <laughs> right you know yeah. um but but nothing makes you feel better than a guy that's like oh i love your fit you know or something like that it's, it's just yeah. a simple conversation um that's saying i like your art you know i like the way you express yourself yeah, for sure um and and here in kc um i think it's even in some ways why i was driven to e-commerce and online things was just a lack of other things here um, for sure so we're going to bring some of that back together. So let's yeah. talk about Clairvaux, though. Um, yeah. For anyone that's listening in KC, because we do have a good listenership here. Um, let's talk about where, where you're located um, and, and kind of like you talked about being a curator, bringing kind of like your mm -hmm. taste and things. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so we are located in Fairway, Kansas. So we're right in the shops of Fairway, right off uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway and 53rd Street. So um, if you know where Rainy Day Books is, it's kind of an iconic bookstore. We are two doors down from them. Um, for Clairvaux, we say that we are a mix of Parisian chic meets California cool. So you're going to have these like great wardrobe staples that are timeless. Like when you think of like a Parisian woman, you think of iconic style. It's not too trendy, but it's just pulled together. It's investment pieces, right? It's like mm -hmm. the gray button down with the loafer with, you know, just classics. And then we buy a lot in LA and a lot of, you know, great um, California brands that kind of give this trend factor and kind of these fun, pop so you know it's great to be classic and have a capsule wardrobe but fashion is supposed to be fun mm -hmm. and so we we feel like the parisian chic meets california cool kind of gives us that you know breath of what women are really wearing on a day-to-day -day basis and what they're looking for i love it so is it a women's only store right now it is a women's only yeah well shame on that I but we i do understand have some uh, I wear some sunglasses by Garrett Light. And so you could do those for sure. Okay, cool. Um, so we, we're talking about customer experience. And besides just being maybe a great curator and being like, hey, people aren't seeing this stuff and they need to see this stuff. And they're coming in and just experiencing that. Um, what is something that you were focused on early as you started creating this experience, this brand um, and being motivated to do it? What was something that you were like, I want when customers come to our store, I want them coming back, um, you know, in a, in a time where, you know, when I show up at a retail store, at least in the mall or different things like that, it feels like 85 percent of the time right now, at least post pandemic or during the pandemic, they don't have my size. And I'm like the common size. I'm, totally. I'm, I'm the medium large guy. Um, they don't have my stuff. So I'm like, why did I even come? I need to be back online, you know, so yeah. like there's this kind of struggle going on. Um, you launched during the pandemic. I think that's something to note. Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Tell me about what you're like, Hey, I'm bringing this to the table and this is going to be something that sets us apart. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's one thing like being in Kansas City, being a, a little bit smaller market and not having the access to some of these brands that you're seeing in the write-ups of Vogue or you're seeing on your celebrities or just great retail stores like Nets Porte or Shop Up or wherever. And you want to be able to go touch and feel that product. So I think just like for us, we knew that like we needed to open because specialty stores bring so much life to the landscape of apparel. It's not so like when you walk into some department stores, you just, I, I see the same things over and over and over again. And it's like, it's great for like great core basics, but then it's like, you want to be inspired. That's what fashion mm. is all about. And so, um, you know, I, I knew that opening, even during kind of in a weird time, we were going to be bringing products that I was inspired by. And if I'm inspired by it and I'm like been in the industry, you know, for 20 plus years, if I really like it, then I know it's going to check in a fitting room because I've spent my career in fitting rooms. You know, I know that if I'm excited about it and I show it to you, you're going to be like, Oh damn, that is actually really good. I love this, you know? But, um, you know, for me, the way I want Clairvaux to feel, and especially being a local store, is like I want it to feel like cheers. I want like when people come in that they're just instantly relaxed. And it's kind of the opposite of what you would expect in a, in a high-end retail environment is to like have that cheers experience, you know? But I think for myself, you know, I'm – I'm an introvert. I'm just kind of, I love people and I want people when they walk in the door to feel like, Oh, like she's not a size two and, you know, thinks that I don't have any money. You know, women come in with so many insecurities when they walk into a beautiful build out and they see nice clothing. So I really wanted this experience to, you know, Hey, how are you doing today? you know, what are you out looking for? Is there something I can help serve you? And, you know, I tell my team all the time, like, I much rather you say, you know, I don't love this on you. I know that we could do better. Let's get you back in when we get our next drop. Let me get your name and number. I much rather turn away a sale to gain a client for life. You know, it's that old age old expression of like, it takes years to build a client and seconds to lose them. Mm -hmm. And for so many years, you know, building up relational equity that I've built up, you know, helping people in a fitting room, or if you call me like, Hey, I need a, a gift for my wife, like help me. And it's like, done. Where's your office? I'm going to go drop it off. It's gift dropped. It's on the card. Don't worry about it. Have a great night. Like, who wouldn't want those people in their back pocket to like help them out when they, Hey, I'm going to Vegas. I don't have anything to wear. Can you drop something off for me? Like nothing was because we're small. We don't have to play in this corporate field of like, Nope, they have to come in. It's like, no, we will, we will do anything for a client. You know, how can we serve them best? And if we can arrange it, then we'll do it. So being able to be mobile like that is so exciting for me. And, you know, I think, the other thing kind of going into the pandemic was like, we need to be in front of people, you know, we need to, cause people aren't just out shopping, you know, it's like yep. people are home. So we started, you know, doing these little Instagram videos of all of our new arrivals and showing like, if you were walking into the showroom and working with the designers and they're walking through the collections, it's like, okay, here's the new Zarena collection. This is what this, shirt is made up and this is how you wear it and this is why it's important and by doing that we have really cultivated you know people coming in 
because they've already seen it. They've, they've had FaceTime with me, you know, so they feel that and they're like done, you know, and our, our product turns, you know, we're pushing about eight time product turns right now. And that really is unheard of, especially in a pandemic time, but we're just, you know, we're, you have to be being an entrepreneur. You have to be crafty, you know, yep. you and you're blending be, the two. You're yeah. You're the using two. the technology and, you know, I get my little ring light and I'm there at seven in the morning and prepping the, you know, stuff, but I love it. It's so much fun and getting to, you know, dress people and have them have that experience where they feel like, oh, wow, I really love this piece. And I love Joni. Like I felt so good when she put this in my fitting room and, you know, they get to experience that over and over every time they wear it. It's really powerful. Well, you're talking to someone, I'm, I'm definitely that customer that's like, and my friends know this, like I go where I get good customer service. Like yeah. I'll drive across town to go to that gas station because every single time I go in there, <laughs> you know, or I've switched, I've switched my favorite barbecue restaurant um, and I'll give them a shout out, but like Slaps Barbecue and KCK, doesn't matter which of their staff is working when I go in there. It's just like, they're excited to serve you. They're yeah. happy. Some of them remember me or my order um and it's just like i mean there's barbecue all over kc i don't get treated like that anywhere else um and in some places i'm like am i bothering them by making an order i'm not even sure you know so it's like you know i go to where i feel welcome um i'm also that guy that comes that goes shopping uh in sweats and you know unless i'm like trying to fit some dress shoes with some slacks maybe i'm wearing those in but like (laughs) i'm the guy that comes in maybe looking like i can't afford it totally um I just like to see how people treat me sometimes at the same time. And, and, um, you know, my stores being like Kith or uh, I love those specialty men's stores like that, that you're only going to get in New York or wherever. I just love going in there and just, you know, exploring. I'm not someone to sit and just comb through the web looking for like ideas. I like to go in and be inspired by a piece. And if I'm not drawn to it, I don't buy it. That's definitely, that's me as a buyer. Um, so I can resonate to all those things that you're saying. Um, yeah. And I just like to, you know, bring that forward. Like I used to go into Buckle. I think when Buckle in the mall would be popular. Uh, not that I loved everything there, but there might be a couple pieces in there that I would like, like a Henley or a hat or some shoes or something. Yeah. Um, and I can remember, and I would tell this, like I remember some girls suggesting me like in this yellow or like some colors that I'm a redhead and just like didn't look great in them. You know, yeah. and I can remember that when they were telling me that we lost trust, I lost trust in like trusting what they were telling me I looked good in because I feel like right. they were just telling me instead totally. of like, this doesn't look great on you. Let's try something else. Um, and that stuck with me, uh, you For know, sure. at least to the point of this podcast where I'm like, I can remember them pointing out this shirt that I'm like, there's no way <laughs> that goes great with my complexion. Like, you know, yeah, and um, we, t- we talk about it too. Like, you know, Every time that uh, somebody goes in their closet and they have a piece in there that is, still has tags on it, they're like, man, that girl suckered me into that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want my name attached to that because that mm-hmm. lasts, you know, for You're going to not go in there because you're avoiding it. No. Exactly. And so it's just like, you know, I always tell my clients like, hey, if you have something that does has tags on it, bring it back. Like, I want you to be so excited about every piece that you cannot wait just to get home and wear it unless you have something for like a special occasion. Like I really do. Like I want that experience as a seasoned retailer. It's like we were just in Abbott Kenny last week and, you know, it was like going through and I'm like, I have to go to like 17 places to get what I can get in my one specialty store. 
you know, and that's the beauty, a beautiful thing about specialty stores and why I hope there really is like a, a resurgence and a boom. And because I think, you know, curating something that people can go into and discover something, you know, it's like, I want that. I want that exploration and to see like, oh, this candle line is amazing. It's from, you know, Paris or this brand's from Copenhagen. And I love this, you know, it's, I really do love the full circle of the product to getting it to the people, the marketing, the, the markdowns, like it really is just such a, an exciting industry that I get to be a part of and get to do it here. I think you're in the right spot. I think you're in the right spot if you ask me. Um, (laughs) And you're leveraging kind of like the strengths of the Midwest too, which I think is just that, that customer service, it can be right. Just that good customer service, people that care, um and and bringing some some fashion from around the world to and and then you know mixing the both i think that's awesome let's go to part two okay the website i know you launched that more recently than the brick and mortar um how are you kind of blending the two and trying to create the same level of of service online as you are in store yeah i definitely think like to be honest the online is definitely not my not my strong suit yet you know I'm, i'm learning. We have a platform that integrates to our POS system. So there's a lot of limitations, you know, that come with like a pre-made, you know, fit to order type of thing. But um, some of the things that we do for, for an online is obviously making sure that the images are awesome and that the descriptions are great. But then it's like when someone does order, you know, following up with them, you know, 15 days later to say, hey, I saw that you bought these jeans, you know, are you, how does it fit? Just wanted to circle back, make sure that you love them. If there's anything else that you need, we'll be happy to, you know, um, help you in any way. Uh, we just launched our service program. And so we do a lot of like closet cleanouts, dropping boxes, um, sending consignment boxes to people. So okay. I have a clients, you know, in, you know, Springfield, Missouri, and I have clients in LA and they're like, I don't have time to shop. It's online shopping is exhausting. Can you just send me, you know, my sizes and I just ship them on the regular and they get a box, they get to try it on at home. They ship whatever they don't want back. And then we charge their card. So for me, the online experience is to support the brick and mortar person to person engagement. You know, I, I really do see that, you know, if, if you're not able to play at the technology game that maybe Amazon is or some of these, you know, stores that are doing these really interactive sites, they're doing an amazing job. But for me, and as a small business owner, it's like, if I want the exposure, I have to go to Garmentory and have to lose 8% of all my sales, you know, for a new client. It's like, that's hard. It's hard for small business. It's hard when you're not getting, you're not manufacturing and you're working with a 2.2 markup, like it's tough. So I think for us, it really is like following up with people. It's being intentional about that, you know, and doing it consistently. And then people being like, Oh, actually the jeans fit great. Thank you. And here's our box program, you know, and these are the services that you have the ability to use working with us being a small business. So that customer lifetime value, right, is like, yes. what are all the ways? And that's what I try to tell people when it comes to like branding on Amazon. And, you know, I've been in the Amazon space 10 years. It's evolved from where it started to where I am now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and a big part of that was, 
um, understanding like Amazon takes a big cut. These marketplaces take a big cut because instead of you having to rent a brick and mortar, you're right. renting their digital space. space. Right. And, and so, um, you know, we marknology almost specifically now works with brands or manufacturers because of those margin things. And because of like getting direct access and, um, you know, a lot of it is how do we, Amazon changed the game for all of e-commerce by making everything no hassle returns and two day shipping anywhere right. in the US. That was a game changer. It was trust building. Um, there was no relationship. Right. You know, and so we've had to work on that and all the different ways that you can touch. Um, but they did start building trust and they started being able to say, like, well, I can order this on Amazon and whether I want it or not, they're not going to hassle me. They're just going to take care of me. Yeah. I don't even have to talk to a human. I can just like get a return. <laughs> Right. Um, and for us that didn't trust e-commerce, it was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll try that. Yeah. I get it in two days. Okay. Um, but you know, on Amazon, it's, it's the same. And I'm, I'm trying to tell people you cannot invest, uh, if you have, if you're a brand or a manufacturer, you can't invest in one area and ignore another area where your customers exist. Yeah. Right? You can't just be like, okay, I'm going to do all this amazing in store and then they come to your website and they can't even check out because it's got like you know styles that are outdated or hasn't right. been maintained what it really is about guys is about creating creating brand is creating the same experience for that customer regardless if they're touching you on a shared instagram post or a pinterest board or coming into your store and meeting you in person just like you wouldn't want to be one person on social media and then another person in real life you're trying to do the same thing as a yeah. brand where if they meet yeah. you online they feel like they're meeting you just like you said, they're watching your your Instagram roll out a new collection. They come in and they buy quickly because they feel like they already know you. Right. That's the same game online, yeah. whether it's a podcast or YouTube or a social media post or uh, an interview like this one. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just trying to create brand consistency. Um, so I love what you're doing there, um, especially with the I don't know what you call the program, but it makes me think of like uh, the wardrobe, Amazon yeah. wardrobe or something along those lines. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it just is one of those things where the more product that you have out circulating, you know, the higher the sales volume, you know, if no one is coming in. And that was something that we kind of had to adapt early on was like, all right, if this shuts down again, how do we do this? You know, how do we keep the, the, the doors open, so to speak, you know, with people seeing the product and trying it. So it was a lot of like, you know, dropping boxes and it was a lot of, you know, these kind of like creative ways to get in front of people and get to show them the products that we had and to make it really exciting for them. I love that. Before we go into the, the, the next part, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Chat Desk. Many businesses receive a high volume of calls over the holidays. Chat Desk helps companies reduce calls by over 10% by deflecting calls to messaging and self-service. Their client list includes Vera Bradley, BarkBox, Things, and many more. For a limited time, you can use ChatDesk for free. Learn more at chatdesk.com slash shift. Um, you know, we're talking about creating customer experience and a good one. Um, there's so many things you can do um, online to just facilitate that, whether it's something like ChatDesk, whether it's a, a Facebook, whether it's a virtual walkthrough of a brick and mortar um, whether it's someone being able to, you know, you've got your customer support person right there that's in store and say, Hey, let me go check that out. And they're on the chat. Um, you know, for us, it's been a blend of being a high touch agency, um, but also trying to scale. And, you know, you're like, yeah. you know, I was thinking about what, what a lot of brands are doing right now. Um, almost the opposite of Clairvaux when it comes to 
creating like um, scarcity yeah. with the items, right? With the drops and the scarcity and there's just a few and uh, you have to be first or your last kind of yeah. thing and just making the customers kind of fight it out to get to the items. And because yeah. scarcity, scarcity makes people take action. Yeah. Um, what are some ways like that you create demand with your items other than just like bringing items from maybe Paris or LA that haven't been here before, but kind of creating that, that call to action to get people to come in and make that purchase. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, one with being a specialty store, it is, there is a scarcity element. You know, when I'm buying a collection, I'm not buying 50 of one skew. you know, it's yeah. like I'm buying maybe like eight to 12 units of something that I feel really strongly about. Otherwise it's like, you know, sometimes just six units. Mm -hmm. um, so there definitely is a scarcity and that's why our product turns are so high. Okay. Um, but I think a big part is just education. You know, we hear this a, a thousand times a day where it's like, I have a closet full of clothes and I have nothing to wear. And people are, Consumers are just buying in, in the hopes of saying like, oh, this will, I'll, I'll know what to wear tonight, you know, but they're not building a wardrobe that is very functional. And so that's why our, like our closet clean out services has been as popular as it's been because we get to get in there and say like, well, you keep buying the same shirt in three different colors and you're frustrated because you look the same all the time. No wonder you're like, you're buying the same thing over and over what you really need is you need to get a great blazer and you need to have a novelty pant that's really neutral, you know, and we give people this education of like, these are the 10 pieces that you need to invest in to have a capsule wardrobe. And then you can start adding in the fun things on top. So that education piece, especially because the consumers have so much access to information, but are they really helping them solve any problems? You know, it's yeah. like, I can get you to the register, but really I want you to be investing in the better, fewer, better pieces, get those in your closet. And then we can start to have a little bit of fun on top of that. And so education has been a big, a big focus for us to kind of have trust and develop that lifetime of a client. Because if I'm in someone's closet and helping them, you know, create, you know, a capsule wardrobe, then when they need something, they're not going to go to so-and-so who hasn't been in their closet. They're going right. to go to you. Mm -hmm. And so having that relationship, but then you have to like, you know, duplicate yourself and you have to teach people, this is how you develop a, a clientele. This is how you make yourself valuable in, in someone's life. And so... Let's view my no, I love it. And I feel the same thing on, on the fashion. I think number one that's important is have a friend group that will let you try new things, you know, if yeah. you don't get new friends. Uh, but <laughs> if they're not like letting you switch up that shirt or that blouse or that hat or that headband or like, you know, try something new, that sucks. I think we got yeah. a little bit of that here in the Midwest. So I try to be that friend that's like um, the opposite of that. But I'm also blessed to have some sisters that have some amazing style that are always pushing me to try new stuff. You know, I've kind of got yeah. that in my own life personally. They yeah. do all the shopping and then tell me where to go. <laughs> uh, but no, just like, you know, kind of figuring that out and like shopping with intentionality. Um, that's, it's an art. You know, we're talking about yeah. dressing yourself with art. Like it takes, it takes work either. You know, I bought a 4th of July shirt a month ago. So <laughs> not saying I do that all the time, but right. I saw this piece 
you know, and I was like, look, it's not 4th of July, but like when 4th of July comes around, I'm going to have this amazing shirt for whatever, yeah. whatever right. we have planned, you know? Right. Um, and that's just kind of the work that goes into having like cool fashion. And I think something that happens with me, with, with the fashion, the respect that happens, like that kind of interaction is like, you don't just become stylish. It takes work. It's like a, something you practice, like an art form, like being at the gym and you just yeah. take chances. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Um, I love that you're helping people with that journey because it's one for myself that I've just like really enjoyed. And it's even something that like, I feel like I become the clothes I'm wearing. Like, you know, if I'm like in a tux sure. or if I'm uh, in athleisure or whatever the case might be, like I become kind of, kind of that. And so getting people, I think out and about and something that makes them feel um, great is a worthy cause. So yeah, I, I love absolutely. what you're doing. And I'm going to send my you. sisters down to the, sh down to the yeah, shop. Yeah, you have to. That'd if you great. see one coming in looking like me, then you know, you know, she's been working. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm a ginger myself. So I'll, I'll open and welcome her with open arms. Awesome. It has been a pleasure. Um, and I'm excited for this new business in Kansas City. Thank you for joining the show. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. Really. It means a lot. Yeah, it's been an awesome getting to know you. And once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Chat Desk. They help you reduce the number of phone calls coming into your business by over 10% by shifting calls over to Facebook Messenger and other channels. You can get started in just a few minutes and the service is free for a limited time. Be sure to check it out at chatdesk.com slash shift. That's chatdesk.com. Okay, one last thing. Uh, we're going to have your, your contact information in the show notes. But before we say goodbye, um, we talked about you being online. What's that URL and what's the best place for people to get in contact with you if they're looking for some help? Yeah, for sure. You can go to shopclairvo.com. And so that's our URL for our website. And then obviously we're on Instagram and it's shop underscore Clairvo. Um, if you just type in Clairvo, you'll, we'll pop up. There's not very many of Clairvo. So you can DM us. Um, yeah. And our information is all on our website. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have it in the show notes below when we post um, live, feel free to check it out. Um, thank you so much. We'll see you next time hustlers. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.